0: Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends
1: Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags, and today we're we're talking about one of the most uh, deeply uh, traditional games we've ever you know seen in NFL history. It's the Packers, it's the Bears, it's Sunday Night Football. Uh, talk about a, a way to set this one up. And Wags, this game right here, the Packers up a couple games in the division. This one means an awful lot.
0: Yeah, and what better way to bounce back after kind of a brutal game against the Colts this past week. Uh, If nothing else, that game reminded us that it's better to win ugly than to lose in any form or fashion. Uh, And so it sure makes you appreciate all the wins the Packers have put up this year. Uh, But this is what it's all about. Uh, We've been saying for weeks now uh with the bears recent slide and they're coming off of a buy uh but they've uh, really been struggling to to get any wins here for a while now um if if the hackers can take care of business uh, against the bears here sunday night um then it's really just a matter of two more divisional games left one against the lions and one more against the bears before the end of the season and, and those games could very well just decide NFC North division title so let's start Sunday night and get it done. Um, Dane before we get into this I just uh, we are recording this on Thanksgiving so first of all I want to wish you and yours and and everyone out there uh, if you do listen today uh, or even if you listen over this Thanksgiving weekend a a very happy Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah happy Thanksgiving um, to to everybody. Uh, I Uh, you know, speaking about the wins, I am also grateful of the the record that we have so far. But I'll tell you what, Wags, we've touched on it um, after this last game. This Packers team doesn't look the same that it did the first four weeks. So we're optimists here, I think, on the podcast. But the fact of the matter is we need to take care of business some way, somehow, and put the Bears away. And and I'll tell you what, Wags, if we're able to get this win on Sunday night – we're really setting ourselves up for, um, for, you know, really locking ourselves in, I think, more or less for a playoff spot. Uh, and, and uh, but, but it's going to be telling because I'm not looking for a one and done playoff, uh, matchup this year. I'm looking long term and I think that we need to start seeing things that encourage us, uh, as the season progresses because you and I know as well as anyone that It's not about how you start a season in the NFL. It's how you end one. And if you get hot at the right time, any team can blaze through the playoffs. But, Wags, I really think it needs to start this week against a familiar foe, and we've got to take care of business against the Bears.
0: Yeah, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but let's just briefly look back before we look forward. The last couple of weeks we haven't uh, certainly, and even beyond that, as you said, we've been saying we haven't seen what I think is the best of this team, uh, like we were seeing the first four weeks of the season. Uh, And what I will say is, if you look back against this game against the Colts, I get all of the frustration. I was right there. If anybody watched our Instagram live video after that game, you saw I was a little bit more angry uh, than I think I usually care to be. Uh, But um, And so I'm right there with, with all of you fellow Packers fans uh, in the frustration that we had with that game. But I I will say four turnovers uh, is just so uncharacteristic of this team. That's just not something that we typically do. So let's just take a step back and think about that. We had three turnovers on offense and we fumbled a, a kickoff return. We're asking an awful lot of this defense considering those circumstances um, and the fact that the offense had uh two three and outs to start the second half. Now, you could say, well, that was the defense. The Packers offense didn't have a chance to get in the rhythm. On the flip side, when the Packers offense has two three and outs to start the second half, now the Colts were able to dominate time of possession in the third quarter. Uh, those were uh, the facts. You can't take anything away from the Colts, and you have to – uh, be concerned, uh, from a one game scenario if you're a Packers fan. Um, however, I, I just refuse to believe, uh, that this Packers defense, uh, is as, um, you know, is as inept as a lot of folks might make it out to be. I, I think they, <laughs> I, I think they had some, some tough situations that they had to deal with and they responded. So I want to give them a little bit of credit two first half turnovers and the Colts didn't score any points uh, off those turnovers. They were able to quickly turn the ball back over and get it back to the Packers offense. And they um, maybe got a little bit lucky in the Colts missing a field goal. Uh, but even so, uh, they were able to hold uh, in the first half. Uh, that fumbled kickoff in the second half, they held the Colts to a field goal. They didn't give up a touchdown. Um, they were able to you know, really limit some of the damage that, that long drive of, to start the second half that the Colts had. They were able to come up with a couple of plays and force them into a field goal. So this defense, I think, gets a lot of blame. Uh, but I, I don't think that was quite fair, uh, to be quite, quite frank with you. And, and while maybe Coach Pettin may not be the defensive coordinator in 2021-22 season, uh, that's a long way away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anything kind of taking a step back. We talked about it after the game. I don't think uh, the Packers are going to make any changes. I'm assured I re, of something collapsing here in the next few weeks. I just don't see that happening. So uh, anyway, I was just giving a little bit of a, you know, state of the program, uh, a, a little bit of a overall thought, Dane. Um, so I'm going to stop talking about that. Uh, let's go ahead and, and look at the Bears, unless you had any other overall thoughts um, just kind of with where this team is at at this point? No,
1: I think that that's a really good way to kind of fill in uh, where we've been, but I think it's time to look forward. Uh, I, I think that, that that's super helpful, you know, uh, to for us to be able to see where we've been, um, but I think that that helps fill in where we're going here. And, and what better way to start Wags than – Um, what do you think about talking about the injury report a little bit? It's a long list, but, um, you know, how serious are you taking some of these injuries? Because I I feel like the Packers have had a long list throughout the year, and and, uh, oftentimes we can kind of read through the the, the leaves a little bit and and kind of zone in on who we think are actually going to end up playing.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the key here. Let's zone in a little bit. Um, Can we start with Lucas Patrick? Uh, He... Had to come out of the game um, and and uh, was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. Um, he's listed with a toe, or uh, I'm sorry, a back injury. I'm sorry, Lucas. I said Lucas Patrick. I meant Corey Lindsley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. I was. I meant that was who, who I meant to, to talk about. He's got the back. Uh, was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. Um, I I think that would probably be my biggest cause for concern when I look up and down this injury report, um, there may be some other guys that aren't able to go on Sunday, but to me, the way Corey Lindsley has played this year. And anytime you've got an injury at that center position, um, just, uh, that would probably be my, my biggest cause of concern. Certainly Montrevious Adams, we saw went on the injury, um, you know, uh, injury, um, I'm sorry, the IR. Um, and I don't see that as a major move, um, uh, you had mentioned he had come on a little bit and shown a few spurts, so I'm sure it's disappointing for him uh, to be on the, the IR yet again. It seems like he's been on the IR every season of his career. Yeah, it does. Uh, but um, let's let's focus first on the offensive line and Corey Lindsley. And, and I did mention Lucas Patrick. Uh, I don't think he's his injury is is significant, but those both of those guys are are key to the interior of the offensive line.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I I guess I'm wondering, Wags, were you surprised at all uh, that Elton Jenkins, when when Lindsley went down, that that Elton Jenkins ended up at center? I, I really fully expected Lucas Patrick to pop over and play that center position? And, and I guess a twofold question. I I fully believe that Lucas Patrick's going to be able to go. I'm with you. I think Lindsley is a little bit more fifty fifty. And frankly, with that back injury, uh that could be something that we don't know until game time, right? Uh if he's even going to be able to be up or not. Um but do you expect that Elton Jenkins plays that center role again or do you you think that they kick Uh, Jenkins back over, because right now, I mean, Elm Jenkins can play, it seems like, anywhere across the offensive line. I saw Mark Tauger, uh, the longtime Packer Super Bowl champion, uh, he put a tweet out that he was like, I don't think anybody else in the league could do what elton jenkins doing right now for the packers and and how incredible of an athlete he is to be able to just seamlessly transition in and out of any position they ask of him at such a high level uh but but i guess i ask uh in a perfect world do you think that they they maybe move lucas in to center this week or or do they stick with elton jenkins there at center if lindsley is unable to go
0: that's a great question dane and You'd have to think it would be Elton Jenkins, wouldn't it? Because what, if they did that in-game, uh, why would we expect any differently uh, this week? Uh, now, granted, maybe it's it's, it's just uh, because Elton has been able to be so versatile, they have more confidence in him being able to uh, switch positions in the middle of the game. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that says anything about... um you know, Lucas Patrick. It could be, um, you know, uh, that, uh, they wanted to make sure that John Runyon, uh, is able to line up at the position that he's most comfortable at. Sure. I, I'm, I'm not totally sure, uh, what, what the, uh, reasoning is. I uh, certainly Elton did a fine job. Um, there has been whispers that Elton Jenkins may be a future center if the Packers decide to move on from Corey Lindsley. That would be interesting. So, I, I don't think the coaching staff would be looking at it as a tryout. <laughs> they don't do that in the NFL. But, um, it is interesting to note that that has been, you know, bantied about in some circles, uh, that, uh, Elton might have most value in, in a future at the center position. Uh, so it, it would be, um, not surprising to me if, if that's the move. We just go with Elton. Um, you know, then Lucas Patrick and John Runyon can just uh, slide right in and, and play both those guard positions.
1: Legs, well, looking across some of the other injuries, um, right now, uh, and I'm kind of like ticking up and down the list. Devontae Adams, limited participant with that ankle. Um, obviously, I mean, he's a key player to, to this and any offense in the NFL. Uh, I gotta think he's gonna be able to go this week.
0: Yeah, there was no report or any indication whatsoever that he aggravated or did anything with the ankle. I'm sure it's probably sore. Mm
1: -hmm. There's no doubt.
0: But the fact that there really wasn't any doubt that he was going to go last week uh, leads me to believe that he's fine. I think it's just they're going to limit him, give him as much rest, keep him off that ankle as much as possible. Uh, So I I don't expect that to be... Anything that develops, but certainly uh, with an ankle, you've always got to have cause for concern and keep an eye on it.
1: Wags, and and maybe uh, one one thing to look at that is maybe more telling than who is on the injury list is who is not on it whatsoever, and that's Kevin King. Uh, Looks like Kevin King was not listed on the injury report at all after missing last week. He's he's had some uh, issues uh, with, with some soft tissue injuries. He's had a uh, a bit of an injury bug throughout his career, but uh, that's very encouraging. i, I got to think that uh, both he and Jair Alexander are going to be able to go this Sunday, and that really helps the Packers' defense out.
0: It sure does, especially since uh, Shannon Sullivan's a little dinged up with some ribs, and that's that's uh, one of those injuries that you don't know for sure, uh, if that's something that you're going you see him be able to play through, uh, depending on how healthy he is, and Josh Jackson's in the concussion for him. So, um, you know, the primary, uh, guys, uh, your three and four corners, if you will, um, are certainly very questionable, uh, whether they're going to be able to get to go this week. So, uh, and Kadar Holman is also yeah. listed on the, uh, uh, injury report, uh, with a, um, a quadricep, uh, so he was a limited participant as well. So, uh, I don't think anything significant, uh, for or long-term for any of those guys, but, um. Uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, so it's definitely a good, good thing to see both Jair and Kevin King look like they're as healthy as they've been at this point in the season. Um, you know, and and just kind of continuing to skim on here. Um, I really hope Tyler Irvin's able to go this week. That's the other guy that I'm really watching here, Dane. Um, so uh, what what do you think kind of impact he may be able to have? Can we get him back to full health here? Because Uh, we saw the struggles uh, with the turn game uh, with uh, Tyler Irvin out and and certainly he's a guy that can give you some different looks uh, in the offense as well. Well, he's
1: just been a pretty incredible story uh, for the Packers, I think, overall. He came in last season, Wags, and could you have predicted that when we claimed Tyler Irvin from the Jaguars, the, the impact and the significance he would have a year later on this team? I mean, he, he, he doesn't put up these huge stats necessarily, but he is a bit of an engine in the special teams unit and, and certainly on offense as well in, in some of those, um, you know, motion sets that the Packers like to do when, when he's in there. The offense does seem to hum just a little bit better. Um, we got to get him back. He, he's been banged up, he, he, both the wrist, now the ribs, uh, kind of fighting through some injuries here. But I, I'm, I'm very encouraged to see that he's a limited participant. But um, with all due respect to Darius Shepard, I'm not really comfortable with him back there with the ball in his hands anymore. Uh, I think he's had a couple opportunities over the last few seasons. And it, it's, it's just, he's struggled when the, the light shines bright on him. And uh, at this point, I have a lot more trust in Tyler Irvin to, to take care of the ball and, and do what he needs to do. And, and you know, if, if Irvin's not able to go, uh, one of the other guys who could normally return punts for us is Josh Jackson, who right now is in that concussion protocol, as you mentioned. So uh, I think right now that could potentially mean Darius Shepard uh, would be back there again this week. And it just is a bit of a cause for concern. Uh, I, I'm not rooting against Darius. Um, but it's just, you know, I've seen enough, I guess at this point, I, that I really am hoping that Tyler's back this week.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I, I've been high on Darius Shepard and, and certainly, uh, it was too bad, uh, that he struggled and essentially lost his job last year as a rookie. Uh, I was happy that he was able to battle back and earn another opportunity, but unfortunately, this is a results-based business and, uh, He he just hasn't gotten the job done, Uh, not only in a positive uh, result, uh, but uh, when you're actually hurting the team. um, And I know it's obviously unintentional. He's he's trying, he's working hard, but uh, you got to get the job done. Uh, And and unfortunately, he hasn't been able to do it. So um, I don't think he's going to be getting too many more opportunities if if he isn't able to to step up and and get, get a stronger performance. Uh, that's even if he's taking care of the football. So taking care of the football is first and foremost. But mm-hmm. um, even in the return game, uh, he hasn't really had any impact, unfortunately. Uh, so let's look at the Bears, Dane. Uh, I'm not going to look up and down their injury report. Um, I'm focused uh, on two primary ones. Um, obviously, we, we know about the quarterback situation, Nick Bowles with the hip. Didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, it might be Mitchell Trubisky uh, coming back in here. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, the, the other uh, injury that I'm I'm really going to be interested in is on their defensive line. They're a little dinged up. Akeem Hicks um, is uh, out. Uh, he had a – or not out necessarily on Sunday, but he has a hamstring. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, and uh, probably a lesser significant John Jenkins. Uh, was also a limited participant with an ankle. So um, their two interior defensive linemen. And Akeem X, um, we know what kind of a player he is. He can be uh, someone that has given the Packers a lot of trouble over the years. Uh, so that certainly could be a pretty big impact if he's unable to go.
1: That is potentially one of the biggest impacts they could have uh, on their defense. He, he is just a disruptive force. Against opposing offensive lines, especially wags if Corey Lindsley is unable to go. If he, at Nix is unable to go on their end. I think that that is a, uh, a, a significant blow uh, to the Bears where I think that they could really control the line of scrimmage, uh, and, and would lose out on that uh, with his absence. And another one, uh, that is on the COVID protocol is Eddie Jackson who is a very, very good safety for them. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to be able to go. We've seen guys, um, you know, be able to play and jump off of that list pretty quickly in the past, but also very noteworthy. He's a guy that's a bit of a general in the backfield for that defense, and uh he flies around, he's smart. He knows where the ball is, a bit of a ball hawk. So um, another player to keep an eye on there. But, Wags, if they are down one or both of uh, Akeem mix and Eddie Jackson, that is a significant, significant detriment to Chicago's defense.
0: It sure is, yeah. And uh, so, again, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, that would be quite a bit more significant to me, I think, if Akeem Hicks is unable to go uh, mm-hmm. versus – who's playing quarterback for the Bears this week. Um, I may, maybe I should be more concerned about that, but I feel like a Key Hicks is someone that uh, could have a lot more impact on what the Packers are going to try to do uh, than what the Bears quarterback is going to do. So uh, as crazy as that sounds, I'm just going to say that and stick to it. So, Dane, um, I think that pretty much sums up where we're at on the, the injuries. Um, let's dive into Uh, Let's start with the Packers' defense against this Bears offense, as long as we're talking about Bears' quarterback situation. And why don't we just segue right into that and start there. Who do you think we're going to see this week, and does it matter?
1: I think it's going to be Trubisky. Uh, I'm pretty darn confident that it's going to be Trubisky at this point. I think that Nick Foles, even if he's able to go Wags, which is no certain thing, I think they've probably seen enough of him the last few weeks. The offense doesn't look very um, smooth under him. And this, if nothing else, is a good excuse for them to shake it up again and go back to Trubisky. When you have two quarterbacks in the league, it means he got none. We know that. Uh, but I will say that Trubisky at times can get hot. He can be dangerous. It does make me a little nervous, Wags, after after some rest (laughs) that Trubisky's able to maybe come back off the bench. He seems to get, you know, hot and have a spark game here or there or even put a couple together, so I am a little nervous about that, but we've seen his resume in the league. This is year five for him, and he has not been all that impressive for them. Um, I don't know if it really matters between the two of these quarterbacks. But the same adage this week that has been for previous weeks, which is don't let the quarterback get a rhythm, don't let them get hot. We've seen if Trubisky, if we can get in his face, and especially if our defensive line can cut off the middle on Mitch Trubisky and force him out of the pocket, um, he makes poor decisions under duress. Uh, more often than uh, a fair number of the quarterbacks that we face this season. So I would really like to see that. But I think that the Packers are drawing up a plan to face Mitch Trubisky. I just don't think Nick Foles is going to go this week.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing that probably would, you know, play into what the Packers are going to be trying to do defensively uh, is Trubisky can move a little bit. He'll run Mm -hmm. a little bit. And, you know, there's times where he might run too much. Uh, you could say that, but uh, Nick Bowles isn't going to hurt you with his legs and he's not even going to really try to run. Whereas Trubisky can, can potentially move a little bit. And, and so even if we're able to get some good pressure this week, uh, I think that probably is something uh, that we're going to have to be ready for is to be disciplined and, and make sure we're staying in our, our lanes uh, and that if he gets out of the pocket, we're not uh, letting him just uh, run to the sticks and pick pick up shunk yardage on uh, third and long. So that will really just, you know, if I have to get upset again about our third and <laughs> third and long situation, um, I think uh, that that will be pretty frustrating. Uh, certainly uh, Coach McClure had some comments about that in his press mm-hmm. conference uh, early this week uh, that uh, if you're going to play back and coverage, Uh, You can't be so soft that they're able to run to the sticks, turn around, and and get a catch for a first down. Um, So the same will be true uh, with uh, trying to contain Trubisky if he is indeed the one that's going to go. Is You can't just give him so much space that he can easily run for a first down in a third and long situation. So uh, I think that's the only thing uh, that we would have to be accounting for uh, when you look at the difference between Trubisky and, and Nick Foles.
1: Do you think that that lends itself to Raven Green, uh, getting some snaps? I, I know that, uh, when Green's out on the field, he plays really good football. Do you think that, I don't know if the Packers, you know, utilize, uh, somebody to just, you know, spy on Trubisky necessarily, but, uh, I do think that that might lend itself a little bit better to that six man front that the Packers like to play or six defensive backs. Uh, that that we like to play, and I, I gotta wonder if Raven Green's gonna be out there because he can just run sideline to sideline um, better than some of the other players on this defense. So maybe something to just keep an eye on as we uh, as we break this game down.
0: Well, I would expect him to be out there more anyway, uh, given that it's it's un, unclear uh, whether and I, he he doesn't really play corner. So I guess yeah. I should, let me preface this, but at the same time, if if Josh Jackson and Shannon Sullivan or even just one of those guys is unable to go, or Kadar Holman, if there's a combination of, or a couple of those guys are unable to go, um, you know, you're probably going to see more Raven Green. um, You know, it it, it is worth noting, too, that, that while... It, again, doesn't play the same position. Will Redmond is also still on the injured report with that shoulder and elbow. Um, so I think it's going to come down to the reps and, and what the what who's going to be able to to be out there in the most base and um, um, nickel uh, packages. So I I would agree with you that Raven Green will probably get a heavy dose out there this week. Um, You know, I think it's also kind of an interesting thing to think about. What are the Packers going to try to do to, you know, limit the Bears' offensive effectiveness? Um, They've been pretty inept on their own, as you said, Mm Ted. So Mm -hmm. if you're the Packers' defensive coaching staff and Coach Patton this week against the Bears, what are you going to focus on to ensure that the the Bears – just stay inept, uh if that's a a thing is it's not so much that they need to take something away uh, they just need to make sure that the bears don't get a rhythm and get something going and find a spark so what 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 do you think they need to do to uh ensure that the the bears offense just continues doing what it's doing
1: yeah i think it starts up front with the offensive line there's been an awful lot of shuffling going on up there um I mean, they, they, they played a seventh-round pick last week in Week 10. Uh, their center has been pretty inexperienced. Um, Wags, I don't know who's going to get the start uh, at, at right tackle for them this week with some of the, the movement that they've had, but Packer fans will remember this name very, very well, Jason Sprakes. Um, Jason, on the depth chart, is their starting right tackle. And Jason has had, and I'm going to try to be kind, he's had difficulty at the NFL level playing the offensive tackle position. Um, Charles Leno at left tackle has been there for a while, but I I wouldn't say that he is stellar uh, uh, on that front. I, I think that that is where the Bears are really lacking um, talent is, is this, this offensive line, uh, this offensive line position. They've got, they've got some guys, uh, in some of the other places, but none of these guys are really scaring me all that much. Um, I gotta think that if, uh, Sam, uh, Mustifer, who is their, their rookie center, is playing against Kenny Clark, we gotta punch these guys in the mouth this week. Um, I think at times this defense has been, uh, a little soft, uh, as you mentioned, you know, and as Coach LaFleur mentioned this week, but I think that this is a real opportunity for the Packers, off our defensive line, to control the line of scrimmage, for the Packers to rush four uh, and not have to send the house. I think that we can take care of business. Uh, if Jason Sprague is playing that right tackle position, the Darius Smith should be licking his chops. Uh, because I think that we're going to be able to tee off on whoever the quarterback is back there. Um and, and if, uh you know, they're not able to get the run game going because of this offensive line, and we're forcing their quarterback to drop back and do these uh, three, five, and seven-step drops, uh, I think it could be a very, very, very long day for the quarterback, uh, whoever's playing quarterback, and I do think it's going to be Trubisky. Uh, but Wags, again, it starts up front. Um, I think that we need to see... Uh, what we're expecting from our defensive line. We paid Dean Lowry a lot of money. We need Dean Lowry to make an impact this week. Kenny Clark signed a big deal. Um, We know what we can get from him. I want to see him be active. I want to see that voter. I want to see Zadarius Smith. I think Preston Smith. Um, needs to build off of a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I'm tired of seeing Preston mid-drop into coverage. <laughs> I want to see him bring it a little bit more because I think we can quite frankly overwhelm the Chicago Bears' offensive line. And, Wags, I'm getting jacked up now because I want to see the quarterback go down for the Bears really bad. I believe in this Packers' defense this
0: week. Yeah, absolutely. I think if they are able to get the pressures that they did last week against the Colts' offensive line, uh, the Colts offensive line is, has allowed Phillip Rivers to get sacked the least of any quarterback in the league this year. Yeah. And I, while the Packers only, I believe, got one sack last week, they really had a lot of pressures. Um, and your boy, Rashawn Gary, uh, man, was he getting after the quarterback? I think he had seven pressures last week. Crazy, um, right? It's crazy Yeah. Day. yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, he's really the last couple of weeks turned it on quite a bit uh you were ready to anoint him as a Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I I uh pumped the brakes on you a little bit, but then <laughs> if he's able to to get some consistency, uh what we've been seeing from him the last couple of weeks, um that would be uh, glorious. The the Bears they don't give up the most sacks in the league. They're they're in the lower half, but they've been sacked quite a bit, uh twenty five sacks so far this year, so you know, they're, they're getting sacked, you know, it, well, up close to two and a half to three times a game. Uh, so you can get home on them for sure. Um, one other thing that's really surprising, the Bears, uh, maybe not as much under uh, Nagy, but traditionally you would think the Bears are kind of a run first team and, and defense and try to, you know, control the clock. Uh, they've been very uneven um, actually they're in the top five in pass attempts so far today. wow
1: that's good uh, insight I did not know yeah,
0: that yeah I mean they're right up there with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers I mean they're they're right there they've thrown the ball over 400 times this year um, they haven't been very good at them. <laughs> Um they've only they've only run the ball um, about 215 times so um, they've They've thrown the ball not quite twice as much as they've run. And and I get there can be some game flow too. They've been down uh, in several games, especially the last few weeks. But uh, that doesn't just happen. Um, In fact, they've run the ball. uh, They're tied for the least rushing attempts in the league uh, with the Jaguars. Uh, Dirty little secret, they're terribly inefficient, both in running and passing. Um, Now, I know you don't like to get super analytical, Dane, but – they're uh worse in the league in yards per attempt rushing the ball and they're second worst in the league in yards per attempt passing the ball. So um uh, that's kind of why I was kind of going at what, what do you do if you're the Packers? You're, it almost makes it a conundrum. Do <laughs> you key on the run? Do you key on the pass? Uh but I like your idea. Let's let's really just continue to work at um uh, uh, getting this pass rush going, getting pressures on the quarterback. I think it all starts there. Um, That's how this defense can cook. That's how we can force some turnovers. That's how we can force some, uh, long, uh, third and, um uh, down and distance situations. Uh, and, and that's where we can be successful as a defense. So, um, I think your recipe is perfect and I really don't have anything else to add to that. Um, Dane, at an individual level for the Bears, if you look at some of their skill position players, um, you know, I, 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 I understand that there's probably, um, you know some guys that uh, can hurt you but also I'm not really sure exactly um what to expect there I think the number one cause for concern for me is is always going to be uh, Allen Robinson but mm-hmm. um you know David Montgomery at the running back position I think has uh, disappointed uh, to this point in his career to be quite honest with you I think they they that was a guy that they really thought would get quite a bit more from than they've been able to Um, But, um, you know, neither one is someone that you want to see get going on Sunday against the Packers. So, um, you know, at the tight end position, that's a a spot where we struggled quite a bit last week against the Colts, uh, particularly in the red zone. Um, our old pal, uh, our old pal, Jimmy Graham is there. And then, and Anthony Miller can, at the wide receiver position can also hurt you over in the middle uh, a little bit. Um, uh, so, um, what, what do you think the Packers need to do, um, uh, against these skill position guys to limit what they can do? And, and I think particularly in the red zone.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think on paper, uh, You know, looking at the different position groups, we outmatch them, I think, across the board. I love our defensive backs and how they match up against this Bears wide receiver group in particular. Allen Robinson's a heck of a talent, but if you do read the reports, it sounds like there's some trouble in paradise there. I don't think he's necessarily happy in Chicago long term. Um, Now, that doesn't help us on Sunday, but I, I do think that there's a reason for that, right? There's some dysfunction going on there. Uh, so I I think that with especially Kevin King and Jair Alexander likely to both be able to play, I like uh, our matchup between Robinson and uh, uh, the young man who's really uh, become their clear-cut number two, Darnell Mooney. Um, I think that we can match up well against those two players there. Running back, you're absolutely correct. Uh, One guy who always makes me a little nervous with the ball in his hand is Cordell Patterson, uh, special teams, and uh, just – um, offensively, uh, played for the Vikings as well, and always seems to um, have a little bit of magic with the ball in his hands, but he's certainly not somebody that I'm sweating over. Um, so, you know, you look across the board. Uh, Jimmy Graham most weeks wouldn't scare me, but, you know, you know how this this game goes. It drives me crazy. Uh Sometimes the guy that uh, gets some kind of revenge on his past team. Uh, but I, I do think that Jimmy Graham at this point in his career uh, – a little bit of danger in the red zone for them this year. He's got five touchdowns this year, but other than that, he's just not running the routes the way he used to. Not able to get up. Uh, a lot of his athleticism has been sapped uh, just by by age. Uh, Colt Met is maybe the one guy to pay attention to. Uh, the, the tight end from Notre Dame. It's his rookie season. I really liked him coming out of college. I was actually hoping that the Packers might spend a draft capital on him. But again, he's a rookie. It's a tight end position for rookies is notoriously a difficult one as they transition. So across the board wags, I think that the Packers should be able to match up pretty darn well uh, with this Bears team, and, and I, I think that we can take away a lot of our strengths on defense, take away uh, whatever strengths the Bears have, but frankly, when I look at the, the Bears' offensive side of the ball, they just don't scare me very much, and, and I and I, 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 think you feel the same, but I just don't see an awful lot of threats from this offense.
0: Yeah, and I think, so is it safe to say, I mean, Aaron uh, Rodgers, after the game, said that he really felt good about this team. And I thought he showed, first of all, a lot of really good leadership. I don't think Aaron just says things, but he said that last week was the first week that he felt they practiced like a great team and not just a good team. And he specifically mentioned both the offense and the defense. So if this is – Ever going to be a time to have a get right game uh, yeah. for the uh, for the Packers defense? Uh, you've got to think this is going to be the situation that's going to have to happen. Um, couldn't this be the week that the Packers defense can come in and just play a complete game? Um, I'm not counting that 49ers game. I'm just not. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know they did what they had to do, but I just can't count that game. So this I think is the week that. It's going to be kind of a put up or shut up situation. Um, you know, um, all respect to this Packers defense and, and the guys out there. Um, they need to get the job done against an inept Chicago Bears offense this week. Uh, so Dane, let's, let's move over to Packers offense then, um, against this Bears defense. Some interesting matchups here. Um, what do you think is the, the biggest key or the biggest factor coming into this week for the Packers offense against this Bears defense?
1: Well, we got to run the ball. Um no, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's been, by my count, three weeks since we, we've had a consistent running game, the 100-yard game. Uh, we, we need to get more out of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Uh, Jamal Williams hasn't necessarily looked the same the last few weeks since uh, coming off the COVID list. Aaron Jones, right after the, uh, you know, coming back with the, the calf injury, had a really nice performance, I thought, against San Francisco. But since then, just hasn't really been able to find the holes. The, the offensive line hasn't been able to, I think, create enough. But, Wags, I think it starts up front. Uh, we need to get back to, to the running game this week. Uh, everything else will, will be able to open up from there. And we're facing a very tough Chicago Bears defense, um, but I, I think it's very, very important. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers have to drop back and, and carry this team on his shoulders. Uh, we came into the season running the ball incredibly well. That's tapered off a little bit. Uh, I'm looking for Aaron Jones in particular to get back, uh, back on this week, get back on track. Uh, but I think it all starts up front because I need this team and we need this team to be physical and be able to put teams away, get those third and shorts. Uh, get those fourth and shorts and uh, and and become a team that that um, you know is able to dictate when they're running the ball and, and that will help open up the pass. But uh, and I'm curious your take on where you think this Packers offense needs to go this week. But I really do think that we need to get the run game going to have some success against the Bears, but also to go deep into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I fully agree with you, and and that's this is not a time where the Packers need to get cute. Yeah. Um, uh, like the Colts, the Bears are pretty effective against the run. One difference is, is they've been susceptible to some bigger running plays. Uh, and We talked about the Colts were very, very good at limiting uh, the big plays. The, the Bears have uh, given up quite a few uh, longer runs uh, so far this year. Um, uh, so that's that's one difference, and I think that bodes well for a guy like Aaron Jones. It's It may not be play in and play out that he's getting five, six yards a carry, although I would certainly take that. Uh, it might just be sticking with it, be consistent, you know, two, three yards, get some forward uh, gains, and then pop one for 25, and, and I think that's going to be uh, what we need to see this week, so I agree with you. It's uh, it's not that they've abandoned the run. I think they just need to, you know, stick with it and, and be variable and not be predictable in the run game. Like you tested that they may have been a little bit against the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I think that uh, they'll have some opportunities here. It's not going to come easy, but um, if this Packers offense is going to have success this week, I completely agree with you. It's going to have to come in the run game. Uh, do you think it, comes at the expense um, of Jamal Williams and his touches, and perhaps they try to give a few extra touches to get Aaron Jones going this week? I mean, I'm not against that,
1: right? And, and I don't know if it takes away from Jamal Williams' snap count, because I do think that Jamal, so much value comes from the pass game as well with Jamal Williams. Um so i don't know if his snap count necessarily gets diminished but i I do have to wonder if Jamal, if uh excuse me Aaron Jones is able to maybe just get an extra four or five carries right and 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 to your point, I think that if he's able to break one off here or there, I think that's going to have a a a significant upturn uh in in potential for him this week but i I would like to see Aaron Jones get fed the ball a little bit more this week um The bears are very very good on third down. So that's something to keep an eye on as well, but I I just, I think that Jones has an opportunity to do something, to have a really nice game this week, and I think it's it's important for Coach LaFleur, Coach Hackett, and and the offensive um, masterminds here, the Packers, to game plan Aaron Jones in here. I think he mismatches with the Bears pretty well, um, and I think that he can just be pretty effective uh, against this defense, so Weggs, I think that's a good question. I but I, I do think that Jamal Williams will still see his fair share uh, of snaps. It's just I, I don't know if he's necessarily getting as many carries this week. But I could see Jamal Williams get get a, a few touches in the passing game. I know that. Um, we 've seen some kind of side to side plays this week, some bubble screens to the wide receivers. Um, what would you think this week if if we 're able to see a little bit more of the screen game come in i I, I just I envision Jamal Williams getting a screen pass and, and taking it up for a twenty or thirty yard game this week. I really do because. I think we're able to take advantage of this over-aggressive Bears defense. They're going to be coming hard at Aaron Rodgers, and I'm wondering if that's where we're able to catch them in maybe some of the short passes and work these running backs in a little bit more. And I feel like we've missed that in the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, we definitely could see that. And I think you're, you're calling the perfect number there, with Jamal Williams being the, the running back to run that screen. One thing I would also like to see is to continue to, to go vertical so uh, yeah. we saw that I think that the Packers were very effective against the Colts last week uh, that was a big key going into that game was uh, to be able to uh, you know go vertical so we knew that if they just uh, are trying to run and short pass uh, that would play right into the Colts defense uh, strengths. and I think the Bears are similar uh, not exactly the same certainly but uh, where you know you want to Make them cover sideline to sideline. So I think those, those screens to both the wide receiver and the running back can be effective. Although I, let's not overdo it. I think coach LaFleur can get a little bit in love with some of those plays at times. Uh, yeah. um, I, 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 certainly we could, we, we can beat the, uh, MVS, uh, uh, overtime play to death. He's just got to hold on to the ball, but um, I, I don't know if that's that's necessarily the best play call in some situations that we've seen. Uh, that'll happen. Uh, but uh, to me, it's, it's Tunyon and MVS uh, being able to press these, these linebackers and these DBs vertically because uh, that would open up some of these screens. Uh, particularly if they're able to, to get some runs going too. Um now the linebackers really have to have their head on a swivel. Uh, and if they're having to attack, attack, sideline to sideline and drop back, uh, that's a lot of responsibility, uh, and a lot of things to be thinking about. And the Packers can give them quite a few different looks when they do that.
1: Wags, do you have any concern with urgency at home? And I feel like the Packers, have had some struggles as a team just getting up for games at Lambeau Field this season. Maybe it's just the the vacuum of having no fans there, but is that something that you're keeping an eye on this week?
0: I, I mean, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm player first, I, I, and I'm not singling anyone out, but if they can't get up for Bears-Packers, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is not the week to come out flat, and, and you're right. I don't understand quite why that's been the case. I, You know, Aaron uh, Rodgers has said that they need to get more and roll out the barrel and some additional uh, – the normal <laughs> game day atmosphere going and, and get them going. I, I – okay, Fine. Uh, if that's really, if he thinks, I don't know if he's just joking around. I think he's more tongue in cheek than I'm serious yeah. about that. But, uh, this, this is the week. I don't know. Did they need to get an old timer, uh, an old timer in there and, and uh, do a pregame prep talk? I, I don't feel like that should be necessary at the NFL level, but, uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's what they need to do. And, and that's what they'll do this week to make sure that everybody's keyed in on what this rivalry means and, mm-hmm. and, uh, what opportunities the Packers have in front of them.
1: Can we get Jerry Kramer to zoom into this team, please? I, I agree, Wags. Let's let's get him. I mean, no one gets it like Jerry Kramer. So maybe maybe we get somebody like that to to say a few words
0: to the team. Absolutely. I mean, whatever it takes. We got to be ready to go. I think for this one, <laughs> no, no doubt about that. So, uh, Dane, special teams. Yeah. Um, not going to spend a lot of time on this, but is it? just me or do the Bears seem to always pull something out of their butts against the Packers in special teams and uh, we've had some struggles here uh, both in the return game and coverage the last couple of weeks so uh, is it cause for concern this week? Uh, You mentioned Al Patterson already uh, while I think his best days are behind him he certainly is someone that can still hurt you Uh, so um, what do we need to do to just make sure that would it be safe to say that special teams, our goal should be that it's just a non-factor? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, that, I mean, it, it, it de- depending on if uh, if uh, Tyler Irvin is in or out, then yes, absolutely. Uh, I do think that Tyler is able to change the game uh, a little bit if he's able to be out there uh, uh, to our favor. Um I think that our kicker matches up better than their kicker. Uh, I think that Mason, you know, is primed for potentially a very nice game this week. Uh, But yeah, I I think that if, if we don't have to talk too much about special teams this week, I'm going to feel pretty darn good. And, And I agree. I feel like, The Bears are always apt to to run some kind of fake against the Packers, some kind of punt fake or an onside kick or or something screwy uh, that comes from the Bears. And and if we're able to limit them and not be able to get points off turnovers from special teams or break a big run or something along those lines, I really like our chances there. Uh, But I feel like whenever the Packers play the Bears, throw out – rationale and reason they always seem to be able to find a way to to um, wreak havoc on all three phases of the game
0: yeah for sure and uh, you know one other thing just to kind of think about i agree no concerns about mason as specialist jk scott um started the year off pretty well we didn't have to use him much in the first first game of the season uh struggled a little bit um and this is a game that Bears' defense is never easy to score on, so points can be at a premium. Field position can be a little bit uh, of a factor in a game like this. Uh, Bears' offense has not been terribly efficient, so you don't want to give them really good field position and the Packers have crummy field position because uh, that, can, that can really you know, bring things a little bit closer um, to, to being equal uh, in terms of what the Bears have to do offensively versus the Packers offense against the Bears defense. So um any concern with uh, J.K. Scott and, and what can we do to make sure that he's able to um, get back to, to having a, a more positive impact uh, as a punter?
1: Yeah, I, I thought last week was pretty tough for him. It sounds like there were some personal issues going on. Um, wasn't clear if he was even going to be able to punt for us this week. The Packers had brought this uh Kaiser in uh and uh he traveled with the team. JK did not fly with the team, was able to make it in time and play. Looks like he's got a bit of a quad injury now uh on top of that, but I, I'm hopeful that he's a little bit more settled in this week for this home game. Um, legs, I think that he just needs to keep swinging the leg. Uh, I'm certainly not a a punting whisperer by any stretch of the imagination, but um, we've seen this at times in the past with him. He starts the season hot, and then um kind of goes a little up and down so i'm hopeful that he's able to just kind of keep swinging that leg and, and and get a hold of him and hopefully uh, with all respect to him we don't have to see him very much this week other than holding for extra points because uh uh we're we're, we're steamrolling the bears a little bit but um i i just want jk to kind of keep the confidence here and, and and trust his teammates that they're going to keep the Bears' uh, special teams unit off of his back, and, and you know he's able to just pin the, the Bears down this week, and that's the best I think we can hope for with him. Well, Wags, I think it's that time. Uh, we should maybe break down our X factors of this week. Uh, each week we do one offensive and one defensive X factor each. Um, I'm going to give you the floor this week, uh, offensively or defensively. You decide uh what are you looking for an x-factor
0: yeah uh i'm pulling a deep one this week and and i'm going to start on the offense i'm going to go with eq equimania st brown he made a contribution i pushed the ball into the red zone kind of made an acrobatic uh almost getting into the end zone last week uh I think he's a guy that might get a couple more looks thrown his way. He was a little bit shaky when he came back from injury, but um, it was good to see him get a positive contribution last week. And uh, certainly we here at Lombardi's Legends don't like to go with the obvious choices when we pick our X factors. So I'm going to go with a little bit of a deeper pull. And I think this could be the week we see EQ get into the end zone and uh, get a touchdown. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, because uh, Aaron, as we saw, is uh, spreading the ball around, looking confident, and I would like nothing more than to see an unheralded guy come up big and and get a good good scoring play against this Bears team.
1: Man, I would love to see that, Wags. Uh, that would be great, and, and an added dynamic to this offense is always welcome. Um, I'll stick at the wide receiver position. Somebody fans know quite a bit more about, more, most likely. Um, second game back, Alan Lazard, i I got to think that he's going to have a nice day. Uh, I think the Bears are going to try to take away Devontae Adams wherever they can. I think Lazard last week was getting his feet wet. Uh, once again after a long time off it was nice to see him out there moving around a little bit but I got to think he's going to be a little bit more comfortable this week the Bears spend way more time following Devontae Adams around they they, they spend time on Aaron Jones the Packers have so many other weapons that they're going to be spending time on I think Lazard has a, a real opportunity to carve up this Bears defense a little bit I actually think Lazard has a pretty big game um, in the 70 uh, to to 100 yard range I I think that he could have that kind of impact this week Uh, able to convert some third downs and might even have a touchdown in there I'm really high on Lazard this week um, that uh, you know as the Bears are spending resources in other places they can't cover them all and that's to Lazard's benefit.
0: I love it. Nice, nice safe pick there, Dan. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Defensively, I don't know. This kind of just breaks the rule I just gave, but uh, clearly a a, a primary guy, but I'm going to go with Adrian Amos. He's been playing some really good football on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like, Um, you know, the last few weeks in particular, uh, he uh, came up with a big interception against the Bears last year to steal the win I think he's a guy that could make a significant impact this week he's just been very active um, in the run and the path Um, and I'm going to look for Adrian Amos to potentially uh, force a turnover this week whether that's uh, stripping the ball out or coming up with a, a big interception so um I apologize uh, for breaking my own rule. We talk about <laughs> this all the time. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, someone that's uh, not primary on the depth chart, uh, but I'm going to go with Adrian Amos as a defensive X factor this week.
1: That's great. Uh, and you're right. I mean, Amos has played such good football the, the last few weeks on the back end. So I, I'm, I, I'm encouraged by that Wags, um, you know, I've got to go with a pass rusher this week because I I just think that we can exploit the the tackle uh, position uh, of the Bears. And I've gone back and forth, uh, but I'm going to go with Preston Smith. Uh, He's had a tough season this year, but nothing like some home cooking. Uh, I thought that against the Jags, he had an important sack near the end of the game. Uh, I think that Coach Pettin, I'm really hopeful unleashes him a little bit more as a pass rusher. Um, you know, Preston, there's no two ways about it. He, he's been exploited a bit in the run game at times being over aggressive. Uh, when he's in the pass game, he's been put in positions that I don't think he's necessarily comfortable with. This week, we get back to the basics a little bit and uh, we allow for Preston Smith to, to unleash. And I don't care if it's Leno or, or Spriggs or somebody else playing the tackle role uh, Preston's going to get his I think both he and Z and Rashawn Gary could all have really nice days but um it's going to be noteworthy that Preston Smith gets home to that quarterback once or maybe even twice and is just a disruptive force for this defense so Preston Smith's my guy on the defensive side
0: I, I would really love to see him get going and yeah. we, we can't say it enough um we've had enough of Preston Smith you know, it's one thing when he's dropping his coverage in the flat and playing a zone, but when he's man on man against a tight end uh, over at the middle and there's no help yeah. over the top, um, I I just pulling my hair out. I, I I have seen that one one time too many now, and I would like to never see that ever again. So, well, and uh, it's not his fault, right?
1: I mean, at a certain point, it's like you're just putting him out of position. You know, I can't get bad at Preston. It's like come
0: no. on, that's just not his role. Completely agree. Yeah, you uh, can't. He, he, you don't put him on an island. It's not Preston Island. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All respect to Preston. I completely agree. Let's let mm. him rush to quarterback. Let 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 him do what he can do. Um, so I love it. So prediction time. Dane, the floor is yours. Would you like to go first, or do I have the honors? Um, I'll go first this week, legs. and then I want to hear you. Um, but
1: these games are always unpredictable, these Packer-Bears games. We've seen it all, I think, pretty much over the years. This one isn't going to be quite as abnormal as some of the other games that we've seen. I think this is just going to be Packers versus Bears, offense versus defense, match them up and let them play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Um, The Bears are going to get a little bit going, but I think it's going to look worse than than it actually is, as has been customary this year with this defense. We're going to see some bend-but-don't-break defense from the Packers. Um, The offense is going to get going enough to to keep us um, feeling good about it. It might feel close at times, but overall, I think that the Packers are going to control this game flow Uh Packers are going to score 27 points against this Bears defense. Not quite what they did last week, but I think they're going to be in control of the game. The run game gets going again. We're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage, but also, uh, just as importantly, the play clock. We're going to be able to have big time of position difference from the Bears. Bears are going to put up 17, 27-17, Packers versus Bears. There's going to be a couple moments where we're pulling our hair out, but by the fourth quarter, we're going to be feeling pretty darn good, and uh, we're going to go to bed late Sunday night feeling good about this Packers team as we get to 8-3. and three.
0: <laughs> Game. That's crazy. I love that prediction and it's so funny. I, again, we always say it. We don't talk about this before we go on. Um, I had 2717 written down. But <laughs> I changed it before we started. Um, I kept the same margin of victory. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, ultimately my prediction that I, um, that I went with that I, I circled and underlined, if you will, uh, is Packers 23, Bears 13. Um, and so I think it's going to be similar trajectory. I really don't have much different to add. I think we're going to have to grind it out a little bit offensively. Um, we'll, we'll, the Bears are just really good at the red zone. I think the Packers will be able to move the football. Um, but um I, I'm just going to predict um, one less touchdown and one more field goal than you did. And that was really the only difference uh, that we had. Um, So you could be right. I could be right. I would prefer you're right because it looks just a little prettier. Uh, But um, same margin of victory. I I think ultimately I just decided I was going to go optimistic with the defense. And uh, the defense is going to have one of its best games of the season. Um, And uh, they're going to hold the Spares offense at just 13 points. Um, They'll get a little movement. Um, I think they're going to have to settle for a couple field goals. Uh, They'll get one touchdown. Um, that's how we get to 13 folks um, and uh, <laughs> uh but uh, I I think the the overall I think the Bears uh offense is going to continue to struggle the Packers defense will will put up a really solid game get after uh the quarterback that is indeed Trubisky. uh and um and they'll win not uh, going away but I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable margin uh, where they're going to be uh by uh halftime uh, comfortably ahead, and I don't see the Bears really, uh, threatening seriously, um in, in this one in the second half.
1: Wags, I, I'll take either of them. Let's get a win. I love that we're on the same page on this one, though, and I, I, I am confident, quietly confident going into this one, uh, as well. I think that, uh, we're just a better football team, and generally in the NFL, better football teams win. Uh, I know you can throw the record out a little bit against uh, division rivals like this, but um, coming into Lambeau Field, the Packers losing that tight game, um, I think it might light a little bit of a fire uh, under uh, our backsides as well. So I'm with you. I love the prediction.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, too. Uh, We talked about the Packers coming out a little bit flat in their last couple of home games at Lambeau. Bears are coming off of a bye. Now, normally being rested helps a lot, but, you know, with Everything this year is just crazy as it's been. You know, these guys don't necessarily get to get away and unwind. So, yeah, um uh, you know, we certainly saw the Packers come out pretty flat after the buy. In fact, they haven't gotten back to their pre-buy magic so much yet. So um it'll be the Bears went into the buy struggling. Um So it'll be interesting to see if they come out still struggling, or if it's, if it has the opposite effect. Um, I, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other, but certainly something to be watching for on Sunday night. Good
1: insight. It's good insight. Weggs, um, where should people follow us? On Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter? Find us on iTunes or in Google. Download us. Rate us. We really enjoy doing this podcast. It's been an awful lot of fun. Uh, anything else to add as we wrap this up?
0: No, uh, just once again, as we record this on Thursday, the Happy Thanksgiving to everyone and Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!